What's up, everybody? It's the original Bucko Bruce, your boy Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports Talk in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment with no sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we're going to do it. We got to practice doing things right all the time, little things, huh? details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves. With the seventh pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Mike Evans. Game breakdowns. Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. For the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. And interviews. So batten down the hatches and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book That Podcast. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Fire the cannons. Bucks lead. Everybody, it's your boy High C coming to you live. Actually, I should say Craig. I forgot. I'm used to the I'm used to the morning wood. It's your boy Craig here for Buck That Podcast. I'm joined today. We got Eddie in the building. How you doing, big dog? Super pumped. Well, that draft was on point, and uh, we just get to talk Buck Talk. So I'm excited about that. One one step closer to to football. For sure, for sure. We got Zach in the building. How we doing? How we doing? I don't know how on point that draft was, but we'll, we'll break it down a little bit for you in a little bit. Uh, some people in the room may be a little higher than others on the draft. We'll leave it at that. But uh, first official, Buck That Podcast. Last week was kind of like the, the dry rub, if you will, the, the, the soft rollout. You know, we did our, our, our mind draft, which we didn't do too bad. You guys got two, two people right. You and Zach each got two guys I right. I totally forget who I got. Who did I get? Uh, Jacobs. Okay. And then yeah. Aaron, and, 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 and we all got our first three picks. So whoever you mm-hmm. picked. Yeah, that's right. Quentin Williams. I think the, Williams. my pick was that Darnell Savage, boy. That I was that. probably the I best one of the whole mock draft. For yeah. sure. Because I want that jersey too, and I'm not even a Packers fan, man. But I, I like that dude, man. He's gonna be a beast. You, you just want you just want a jersey that says Savage, Savage on the back, yeah. All Ain't day. wrong with that. If I had a back uh, all day, man, Savage. But we are gonna get into a little Tampa Bay Buccaneer action. You know, what I'm saying there's been some things going on. This, this is our first official show, so we got a little bit of catch up to do. Should we let the elephant out of the room? I mean, we're gonna. I think we're gonna get to that in a minute. But we are gonna discuss some of the offseason moves. Obviously, some coaching changes. Entire coaching staff fired. Whole whole staff. Whole fired. staff. Yep. You starting fresh? Uh, how many times in a row? Too many times since 2008. This is our uh, what fourth regime, fifth almost. How many regime changes? I say four Gruden. and a half since well, Gruden. Well, because there was there was uh, Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris. Then you had your boy Shiano. Shiano toes online. Then you had Lovey. Lovey. Then you had Dirt. 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 But not too there wasn't like too much change in between Lovey and Dirk. So could we On the we, offensive side. Yeah, and they brought back Mike Smith as well. So and and, and then we had um Mike Smith has some good ass eyebrows though, have you ever noticed? No, I never <laughs> my eyebrows were all never looked at the man's eyebrows. But now we got a whole new situation. Todd Bowles defensive coordinator. Beast. I kind of like it, to He's be honest beast, with man. you. He's a beast. We got the man, Bruce Arians. We saw what uh, head coach. quarterback whisper. Yeah. We, and, saw, we saw what Todd Bowles did with the Jets. And, and we kind of got like an unproven guy, I feel like, as the offensive coordinator situation. Who's that? Byron Leftwich, right? Yeah. Oh, that's Yeah, right. we got Byron, yeah. Yeah, Byron Leftwich. I forgot Leftwich about that. As like the QB coach. I guess he's like the assistant kind of sort of. 
I'm, I'm on the official, on the official Buccaneers website. website right now, and it is listed as offensive coordinator. I wonder how much free range he's going to have, though. I'm sure. I'm sure Bruce is going to be whispering in his ears if he feels like maybe some stuff needs to change. But you know, I, I mean, Byron Leftwich, he, he is he's done some things in his playing career. Never really had the greatest NFL career, but he did have the situation of Marshall. Where I think he had like the broken leg, and yeah. the and and the the linemen, linemen were him carrying stuff, him down yeah. the field. So he has a lot of like. Toughness and heart. grit about him, a lot of heart. Yeah. So something I feel like for the for the Buccaneers, for that culture, for that locker room, you know, something that they can really build off of, just like a presence like that in the locker room. I feel like uh, Byron's being groomed by Arians because Arian, what is he, sixty six, sixty seven years he's old? He's getting up, he's there. up there. And Todd Bowles as well. I, I feel like one of those two. Uh, well, definitely not. Left, which I'm not going to say he's going to take over as head coach, but Todd Bowles definitely has the potential to take over as head coach after Arians is uh, done and over with. I say it like he's dying. He's not dying. Okay. I think Bowles will take another job before Leftwich. I think Leftwich would stay longer. I think Bowles, he's just in there just like he's like the interim D, DC just to. I don't know about down. that. He, he's that's a great Arians' coach, guy, man. man. That's, that's Arians' guy. If, I mean, they, if they build something big, then they might stick around. I think if, he's got a, a good opportunity here. Bowles does. I think Bowles to, does. To I, head, I think Byron coach. Leftwich does. And Do you could, think Byron has can this coach, be the uh, next opportunity though? Big coaching tree under the Bucks, like Tony Dungy back in the day. No, I don't. And he know had about all that. them beasts underneath him. I don't think Bruce is going to last long enough. I think he will, man. He's sixty-six. That's all right. How much longer do you think Pete Carroll goes for? Because he's the oldest right now. Pete Carroll? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I believe so. I think he's like 67. Hmm. Yeah. Well, Bruce, we got for five years. So that put him in 71 age if he, fulfill, yeah. if he fulfills his whole entire contract. And as we're talking about this, I'm a little bit more fan of what they did offseason-wise than what they necessarily did in the draft. This past weekend, you're more of a fan of the free agency moves that they made, or yes, almost lack thereof. Though, wouldn't you say though, they didn't have the it money was, to it spend. Was, I, I was say it wasn't lack thereof. It was, you know, what I'm saying you you can't be going to to you know uh, fresh market <laughs> if you on that save a lot. Well, yeah, budget. You know, the food I mean? stamp car running a little low, man. We we need yeah. we need we it need to stretch quite, it out a little it wasn't bit. Quite that the first, yeah, it wasn't quite the first of the month. You know what I'm saying? We had we had to, you know, so we had to spend wisely. Um, unfortunately, in doing so, you know, we lost Quan Alexander. Quan was hey, but he got the biggest contract ever for a linebacker. We lost Adam Humphreys. There's a 96 million. He's getting paid, bro. And Adam Humphreys, man, he he, he deserves got that too. check. Didn't he get like, Adam Humphreys deserves that did. check? They both did. nine million or something like that. They, they both did. And I and I have um, no doubt in my mind that if you know if they did have the money, if, mm-hmm. if our if you know if our, our salary cap would have been in a different situation, I think those two guys would still be sitting here on our roster um, and. and Timmy's chiming in, our, our boy Tim from Carefree Pest and Termite Solution. He's saying three years max on uh, Bruce Arians. That's what I'm leaning towards. I'm I'm right around three years for Bruce. I'm good with that. I'm good with that because you could set a big I foundation like with three years. Exactly. Bro. I think that's what he's doing. He's coming in. He's getting a certain, certain mentality uh, built within the team. But if that's the only guy we got to replace when you, and you're grooming in somebody like Byron Leftwich, who probably wouldn't I think be, he'd be Bowles. That's what I'm saying. He, I, I was just about to say, I don't think he would be the head coach, yeah. but he would be, for real, the, the solid offensive that's coordinator. coordinator yeah. You kind of bring in Bowles, and, and then, then whoever, whoever like, his guy is, like his assistant or like one of his main guys, that would be the official D coordinator. He would be more of the head coach, kind of orchestrating the whole thing. Because I think that's kind of what killed Todd Bowles in, in uh, with New the York. Jets is amongst other things because they didn't necessarily have the best product out there on the field. Kind of a sim- similar. They were situation. getting there, weren't they? I they mean, kind of were, but I don't. They think were he, turning the corner. I think Darnold as a draft. I, I think as a defensive coach, I don't think he had the right offensive staff. Yeah. No. Well, right now you look at the Jets now with the move to Le'Veon Bell. You got to say that they're moving in the right direction. They are definitely sure. moving in the right direction. Lego pieces weren't on point at that time. No, no, they weren't. No, they weren't. Um, but we definitely have have made some off season moves. Um, some some good things, some stuff that's kind of like you know they're so small, 
if you will, that really like like Zach was saying, not necessarily exciting. Yeah, because because they really weren't. You know, we, we brought in a, a punter who who was uh, you know, we're, we're putting a lot of stock in this this kicking game. Bradley Penyon, a four year contract, yeah, a young, uh, better kicker supposedly than uh, Brian Anger, cheaper, a better cheaper. Yeah, allegedly. Mm-hmm. Anger wasn't bad though. He Anger wasn't, wasn't bad, but he was slipping last year. He definitely slipped last and year. When you're in a situation where you know a, a million here, a million there, as as they've you know kind of put their stuff in a, a salary cap crunch, it makes a difference. And punters, people think like, oh, it's just punter, whatever, whatever. But you know, the field position situation kind of it, it is huge. When you know, if you're getting a punter and he's only averaging like 20, 30 yards a punt, you're not really making much of a difference. You're, if you got to do with a booming leg and he's able to kick it, you know, far, it definitely helps out your defense. From a standpoint, is you know, the team starting from the other side of the field, they're not necessarily having to only go 30, 40 yards to try to score a touchdown. So it definitely <laughs> yeah. helps. Definitely helps the defense because no, I mean, most quarterbacks would probably throw that, you know, throw a fade route like that, you know, that deep. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it is one of the things. It's not necessarily one that's going to really like blow anybody away, uh, stat line wise. Or, you know, like really impress the readers when they, you know, look at the Tampa Bay Times and like, oh, yeah, we got a punter, blah, blah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be more than one of those game situations where like, okay, I'm glad we signed, dude, because he hit that coffin corner right there and, you know, saying pinned him inside the five. You know, that those are going to be one of those, that's one of those moves where. where hey, a punter can change the game, though. He can. You know, he can. so he don't can. underestimate he the can. punter. He can. Um, you know, we did a lot of things. We brought in Kintel, Kintrell Bryce from Kent. the Green Bay Packers. We signed him to a, a one-year deal. And, we, and we've put a lot of stock into our secondary. Yeah, especially um, in the draft. Yeah. In the draft, again. The second year in a row. And um, as as we talked about it, and, and really, you know, a lot of these off-season moves we made, with the exception of the punter and maybe like one other person, most of our – our signings were all like one-year contracts. Yeah, proven so, deals, basically. Proven deals, you know what I'm saying? Cheap. If, if it doesn't work out, you're off our books next year anyways. The most expensive guy was $4 million. It was um, Shaquille Barrett, you know? Who? Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett. From where? Yep. He, was he was from the Broncos, correct? He was from the Broncos. Yeah, okay. um, 3-4 he was, defense He was guy. a ro- rotational guy, 3-4 defense. Obviously, behind people like Von Miller, you're not going to get as much playing time yeah. as you would probably like. And you just called uh, it right there, too. We are switching over to a 3-4 defense. That's big, man. I think it have is the Bucks ever had a 3-4 defense? Four. They no. Have never, they have never. They've always run 4-3 base. This is our first time ever doing the 3-4. Um, I think partly why we didn't get some of the players that we were all kind of talking about in the draft, which we'll get to here in a little bit. Um, and I, I think they're he- heavily investing into this secondary so much because it's almost like you could have a good running back, but your offensive line could be crap, and it's not going to matter because you know if you don't got the guys to block and open up the holes, yeah. he's not going to be able to do what he does. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the pass rush. If you don't have guys that can like kind of guard somebody for you know five, ten five, seconds, ten seconds. Yeah. down the field, you, your guy don't got enough chance chance to get to the damn quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And by the time he takes two, three steps, somebody's already thrown enough other you know hand to the receiver. I mean, there's not really, you know, you can't get sacks if you if you don't have enough time for them to even get some pressure onto the guy. I mean, you know, let, let's be real here. It's tough playing corner nowadays in the NFL well, with the rules and, can't and touch all them. that kind it of is. stuff. Can't breathe on but, them. But, but you're talking about defensive linemen. We're not talking about Hussein Bolt here. We're talking about defensive linemen. Yeah. Ain't like they're getting from the quarterback in like, you know, they're not going 0-60 to 60 like a Lamborghini in like 2.5 seconds. Mm-hmm. They're maybe like a fast diesel truck, you know what I'm saying? But they're, but they're not, you know, they're not pulling out Bugatti numbers and, you know, like, the zero to sixty mark, you know what I mean. You got to give those big guys a little time to kind of get to the quarterback. That's right. So I think they're heavily investing into into that situation to kind of tie in with with some guys that I think they feel like like Shaq Barrett, who who they brought in to be you know that pass rusher guy. Yeah. They also brought in Dion Buchanan, who they brought in another linebacker, somebody from the three four defense, somebody who who. <clears throat> Kind of, he, he kind of plays. He could play like a hybrid, like play safety under linebacker, play under him, yeah. almost like a um, like a Mark Barron type. How his role's okay. kind of evolved yeah. into like that linebacker kind of safety kind of situation. Yeah, that hybrid player. Somebody who's who's done that for Todd Bowles before. It's basically, like having a third safety on the field. 
It is. We brought in cornerback Devontae Harris. And having a guy like Buchanan on the field, as you say, like having like another safety, yeah. that's almost like something with, with it's today's – an extra DB. I mean, well, well, yeah. well, well, that with, But with today's NFL, you have those pass-catching tight ends. Yep, yep. And that's somebody who can not only stick with them speed-wise – but if they get the ball, he got enough size to you know lay one down. down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we brought in Devontae Harris, or we re-signed Devontae Harris to a one-year contract. Um, let's see who else we got in defensive back-wise. I think that's pretty much it defensive back-wise. We did bring in Kevin Mentor again. We signed him again. We we, we did re-sign Kevin Mentor for, as a linebacker, you know, help out that, that depleted linebacker Mitch, core. Uh, Mitch Unrein, a defensive tackle. Uh, that we brought in last year yep. from the Bears, he failed a physical, and we actually released him as well. So a a way to maybe kind of compensate for that that loss of Djax, we signed Brashard Perryman in yep. the offseason. A blazer coming out Brashard of college. A beast, I mean, he man. was a, he was a blazer, first round pick to the Ravens, UCF alumni. Yep, That's right. he just had a he has a problem staying on the field. He has a problem staying healthy. If he could stay healthy, he might become uh, somebody that can stretch the field a little bit for us. I think part of that might be because of the fact that, you know, where he went at, because of where he was picked out of the draft because of his speed and stuff, he kind of had pressure everywhere he went to to be that number one guy, to be that man, um, especially early in his career. Now he's going to a place where they got Mike Evans. We have mm-hmm. Chris Godwin. Yeah, yep. We just need you to come out here and stretch the field out a yeah. little bit so these guys can get we, something. We need you to kind of be like that Mike Wallace, like how he was for the Pittsburgh Steelers a few a years beast back. back mm-hmm. You just go out and we're going to hit you this point. But that's not even – and that's not even really Jameis's forte. No. Nah. But it's, you know, to have that guy out there, you know, saying you may have to, to – Double team him with you know your sa- with you know safety help over the top stuff like that so it frees up stuff underneath. He may be a, de- a decoy on a lot of situations. Hundred percent. We just need you to run this route ten times, dog, a game. Yep. And two out of those ten times, I bet you you're gonna be open because someone's gonna drop coverage on you. Yep. You My- don't need to get hurt. Just run out fast, hit this route, get to this position, and. If you get it, you get it. If not, you're going to open somebody else up, and I bet you that happens. He's somebody who I feel like throughout the season, if he can get us like 50 to 70 catches. Ooh, that, that might be tough to ask. I mean, he's he his only healthy season was his rookie season in 2016. He, he played another season where he only had 11 games and then uh, 10 games. So if he can stay on the field, that might be possible. But his highest uh, receptions so far in his career is 33. That's his rookie Ooh. season. Where he did average 15.1 yards a catch, which is a guy that is going to stretch the field. And that's what we need to do when replacing uh, Deshaun Jackson because he was a valuable part of stretching What was his highest defense. amount of touchdowns? Uh, three, his yeah. rookie season. And then last year he had two. I'll say he gets five. But he so. averaged 21.3 yards a, a catch last year, Th- uh, 16 catches for 340 yards. So he's stretching the field. So let's, let's just hope he can stay healthy. I agree. I mean, it's, it's, you know – it's it's one of those things. He's another guy, one year contract. Hey, you know he comes and sucks it up. Then whatever, we can get rid of him. No no problems. Next year, you free up that money again. You try it again. Um, and, and receivers is one of those things where in the league, there's so many different receivers out there. It, it's almost like you know what you know if you got your one or two guys. Filling the rest of those those receivers isn't really going to be a problem. And then, you know, we've even seen with people like Humphrey, who I think was, what, an undrafted free agent? He was out of uh, I mean, you, you see guys that are, you know, late-round draft picks, undrafted draft picks, receiver-wise, come in, tear it up. He was a beast, too. Let me ask you a question, guys. Were you happy with the re-signing of Peyton Barber? Bringing him back, Mr. 3.8 yards a carry last year, 3.7. Well, we didn't technically – I mean, we kind of did resign. He was a restricted free agent, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. So, I, I mean, it was one of those situations I don't think if – like, I think if we didn't re-sign him, like, I don't think no one was going to sign him anyways. So, it wasn't like we were going to get that compensation for him. Um, with our backfield being as horrible as it is, I mean, even though I'm not really necessarily sold on Peyton Barber. Okay. Well, I, that leads me to my next question. I think he's like – He's not the first. He's he's a he, solid backup. He, he has serviceable moments, but I think we definitely need to figure something out as far as like should Peyton Barber be our lead running back? No. No. Well, that's the not thing. Like 
we will obviously get more into that in the draft, but we did not address that in the draft. We did not. We didn't address it really in the offseason besides Andre Ellington. So this coaching staff and new regime is telling us that they must see something they did in bring Ronald Andre Jones. Ellington in, huh? They must see something in Ronald Jones that we don't. Do you think that Ronald has a chance to make something of himself? I think if he gets better gloves and he works out his hands a Listen, little bit better. The, the guy could not catch a cold. He cannot, but he... He has I mean, holes in his fingers. He couldn't catch a, a, a cold. He couldn't run them through the holes either. He couldn't recognize after the center sitting there saying, or even the quarterback's like, yo, this is the guy that's going to blitz. Right. And he's sitting there like, he just squirrel, whips on him. Yeah. Squirrel. <laughs> oh, you, be... mean, you mean that big-ass dude with number 65 on right there was going to? Oh, I didn't know that's who you were talking about. It's almost like you got to call like, it's almost like you got to pull like a basketball move. Timeout. Okay, Ronald. See this guy? Like he's like almost got like like uh like like Sandra Bullock from the thing. Like, yeah. Like, pull him over to the thing. Like this this guy is your friend. You don't want him to get hit. Like it's almost yeah. like you got to pull the Sandra Bullock. Oh, you, the big dude that has the slobber coming out of his mouth about to cream Jameis Winston. That's the guy you need to block. And it's just like, oh, I don't know. He's a guy. He's probably gonna be the number one guy I'm gonna want to watch in OTAs and training camp. He has to see what he really looks like because he was garbage. When he came out of OTAs and training camp. I think he literally had more or about the same yards as his draft position in last year's draft. Probably. Like 68 total. But at USC, like he was a monster, man. He, he just broke away. He was that guy. If you get him the ball, he was gone. He had 44 yards. 44, yeah, that's horrible. That's horrible. 33 receiving. What was his average at USC? Uh well you might have to give me a second let me get his college stats up here but he was a beast he was a beast they, they, at USC I mean there's that? a reason why they drafted him that high he and well and it's not even one of those things where you can even really like kind of talk junk about Jason Light as, as as much of a of a I'm not of a fan of his with some of his draft picks and stuff that was a guy who actually last year even in some mock drafts you seen him potentially going into the first round. Oh yeah. We got him in the All second right. round. So in 2015 his his uh obviously his freshman season, he rushed for a little under 1000 with a 987 yards and eight touchdowns. His next season he had a little over 1000 with 1082 with 12 touchdowns. Then his junior season, the eye-opening season, obviously the season that caught Jason Likes eye. Uh, he had fifteen hundred and fifty yards with uh, nineteen touchdowns. So, Beast. now, and, and here's my question: Do you think this was more of a situation of coaching? The coaching? It could I, be, I, man. Honestly, I'm thinking that's what they must be thinking that they can obviously save this guy be, because they didn't do anything. They didn't address it in the free agency in the draft. They're not doing it so far in in the uh, the undrafted free agents as well. So. Yeah, it's and, well, and it's also I don't know if they're one hundred percent sold on anybody in in the uh, running back room because I'm going to go ahead and bring it out now. You know, we're damn near halfway into the show, and we're going to have to move on to the to the draft here in a minute. Yeah, but the elephant in the room, which Eddie kind of hinted at earlier, and even Tim commented here in in the comments, you know. There's this guy on our defensive line goes by the name of Gerald McCoy, big number ninety three, thirteen million dollar cap, a lot right of money, thirteen million dollars on this this year. I think twelve next year, and maybe like ten the following year, something like that. It, it does decrease slightly. It does, but the last year's thirteen. I just looked it up. Oh, it is thirteen. It is. It so goes to twelve and then thirteen. So by possibly rumors out there, and I and I do have the article pulled up. I'm gonna I'm gonna read that right now. Um, Bucks need to pull the trigger on a potential Gerald McCoy trade. And this is according to um, SB Nation, Bucks Nation. Um, less than 24 hours after Bucks Nation's Evan Winter wrote up a blueprint for the Buccaneers to keep veteran defensive tackle Gerald McCoy, trade rumors have swirled, naming the Cleveland Browns as a potential trade partner. The Cleveland Browns. And they're a team that definitely has the cap room to accumulate that. And they're hungry. Hypothetically speaking, if we if we trade him now, I don't know how much we would be on the hook for his contract. See, if, if you're trading player for player, which you're talking about, I don't know how that works. If, if we're if we you know for this year at least, we do have to probably pay him a certain amount of money. But I don't think so. But I don't think it is because none of it is guaranteed. Hypothetically speaking, we would free up 13, 13, 26 plus another ten. That's thirty six. 
Yeah, we, 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 said, yeah, yeah, 36. 13, 13, yeah. 13, 13 is 26, my bad, plus another 10. So that's 36 million yeah. over the next three years. It's a lot of money. Over the next three years, potentially the trade rumor is, is for Gerald McCoy straight up for Duke Johnson, whose contract is 4.5 this year, or 4.05 this year, I should say, 4.85 next year, 5.9. 2021. So his goes up slightly, but you're basically saying four. It's almost a third. So you're basically saying, so four plus basically five million. There's there's nine right there. Plus six is puts you at 15. So you're basically essentially cutting that, that one person, you're cutting that cap in half. And you could add a whole other person with, with that with that other money, maybe even two, depending on who you how you spend and who you bring it on. Not to mention next year, Ali Marpet's uh, contract gets they a little bit more friendly for too. us. Um, Mike Evans' contract gets a little bit uh, more friendly for us. I'm sure they can move some other things around and different things like that. So coming up in the near future, definitely possibly some some stuff. But that, we're in this situation yes. now because of. Those contracts that Jason like signed in the past, and, and for, for some players that didn't work, exactly, and we're still on the hook for those players and guys. That Which still, some of that's still going to be coming off, obviously. It will. So as well. yes, we will. But the reason why Gerald's got to be going is because of the, we we've got to make room for these draftees that we just got done uh, drafting about nine to ten million. We know he's not going to be here. At the beginning of the and season. And teams know that, so they're not going to be giving up a boatload for a guy. You're not going to get value well, for yeah, Gerald you're not, you're not going to get a You're not going to get a first-round pick, second-round pick, or nothing crazy like that. I doubt But it, if a it, team it, knows they really want him, like the Cleveland Browns, they'll give up something to get that player because which, they know once he becomes that free agent, which now is, they got to give some money which, which leads me to my question. First of all, how do you guys feel about a straight-up trade, Gerald McCoy, for Duke Johnson? All day. Yeah, I like it. I think Duke Johnson's a beast, man. I, I mean, you know, obviously we've seen some stuff with Duke Johnson over the past couple of years. He, he, you know, he can run on the backfield. He can catch, which is something that, you know, I think would help Jameis out a lot. Um, he's in a situation now where, they, they you know, they got a stocked up running back room over there in Cleveland. It's kind of been, you know, he hasn't really publicly came out and he hasn't pulled like the diva card. But there has been rumors that have come out of that building that says, you know, Duke Johnson really isn't that happy with his role in that offense. He feels like, you know, he's basically going to waste on that bench. He wants to go to a team where he can at least, you know, pro- contribute contribute and yeah. provide, you know, his services for somebody and do some things. I think with the, us switching to this 3-4 defense, maybe McCoy might not be as important to this defense as he was in, in the past. Obviously, he's a declining McCoy, but you can go to somewhere like the Browns, who's a team I think has a very good shot of winning the AFC North this year, and he can kind of be that veteran leadership in the locker room over there, come in, still contribute. He got some beasts on the line with him over there, so now you know that might actually help his stats out next year because he has these big boys alongside of him, you know, Miles Garrett, stuff like that. You know, they got some big boys over there that, that you know, they got to account for as well. Maybe you see flashes of the old Gerald McCoyle over there. They get their defense tightened up how they want it. They can make a, a, a run at the you know the Lombardi if, if if you know that's how the cars play out for them we get a running back who is definitely an upgrade over Peyton Barber you still have Peyton Barber for that change of pace back but then you have Duke Johnson who can do what we we're just talking about Ron Jones failed at last year which is catching on the backfield it's a lot and maybe almost somebody who can kind of like maybe mentor Ron Jones hey this is how we want you to play like you know, why don't you talk to this dude and, and learn from this guy? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't think that, you know, I, I kind of feel like Duke Johnson's a team player. He's been being a team player. Even if they brought in, you know, Nick Chubb, after they they, they just made moves to bring in um, uh, Kareem Hunt, yeah. stuff like that. So, I mean, they got a pretty loaded room over there as far as running backs go. I don't know if they draft anybody. I can't really remember if the Browns draft anybody. But I feel like, you know, McCoy for, for Duke Johnson – Man, if you can make that happen, make it happen. You think they'll give up a late round draft pick too? Sweeten the deal. I don't think they will. And the Does Browns did not up? draft anybody this year. Did you know? On a little side note, I was just reading something here that the Browns rolled over almost fifty six million dollars from their two thousand eighteen salary cap mm, wow. to this year. So they're paying out a little over two hundred and eleven million dollars. Wow. 
It's kind of weird how that works. I didn't realize that they did that. Who did that? The Browns? The Browns did that. So and so they have about $33 million right now, but if they sign McCoy, that'd leave them with about twenty. That's still It's decent. a little bit of wiggle room going into the offseason. Once wiggle, you get yeah. rid of all, people who get signed, left, and, you know, and then some extensions to eat yeah. it up, move some stuff around, you, you can definitely turn that into $40 million real quick. So it's possible. Um, Tim actually has a question for us. He says, how long do you think Jason Light has left? Man, this season, I, I really do. I'm with you on this one, Craig. I mean, we're, we're going to answer that with this, Tim. Um, I think it's it's really riding on this draft, which we're going about to get into. Um, me personally, if this kicker don't work out, he's I, done. First of all, if if for some reason there's some gems in this draft class that maybe I don't see, and and he hits on a couple of these mid be the mid round guys, first of all, it better be that kicker. It better be the kicker. But how you gonna unless, unless unless like they froze Sebastian Janikowski's sperm and like some Russian dudes used it and made like the perfect kicker, kicker yeah. There is a notice out on Jason Light that he likes kickers. Do no. There's there's there needs to be a petition signed by every Buccaneers fan if you ever. I'm going to go. Chris, I'm going to go. Chris Jericho ever <laughs> draft another kicker. We jumping your ass. Yeah. You're gonna get beat. You're gonna catch a million person beat down. We just, you know how they got like. Remember in football, you had to, you know, when you run the football, and they had a the little thing you had to run through with like the little arm sticking out. Yeah, you yeah, run yeah. Through It's gonna be just you, Jason Light. We put, we sitting there with our fists. You just gotta run through that. Hell, shit. I, full speed. I think they should stand him at the the front of Raymond James, and everybody that walks into the first game of the year gets to slap him across the face, <laughs> or put him in like remember like the old school days with the, you put up the little wooden thing where you where you end it like yeah. this. Uh, yeah, we just get to pie him, bow. Yeah. You just uh, stand there. Everybody after, gets one lick. After this draft, um, we might be saying that about cornerbacks and DBs. We don't want to see any more of those being drafted as well. well it's like what? How many? How many secondary players have we drafted over the last three years? We got Six, we got four this year, right? Uh, we drafted a lot last year too. Three at least. We got three at least. We yeah. got three That's, this year. It has to be double digits year. over the last three years. We got, we got three. We got three last year. year. Three this year. That's six right there. But we spent. One, two, three, four, five, six players on 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 defense. One on offense, and and then Matt Gay. Matt Gay's our punter. I know you're talking about our kicker. No homo. He's the, he's the kicker. Not the but player. are you gonna get that yeah, jersey? Kicker. Though. Well, it's, it said PK, so I just was saying, yeah, he's gonna be doing the kickoffs, and, and he's our punter or kicker. <laughs> and Tim said, "Is Jason? Why we don't have any cap space yet?" Um and, and, and yeah, no, it's, it's definitely true. I think the only pick that I'm even excited about, or even like have some kind of hopeful in, is our first round draft pick, which I was actually slightly upset about at first, until I really started thinking about like, okay, maybe this dude does fit Bowles, you know, system exactly how they want. Yeah. Um, he was a guy who a lot of players had going. You know, a lot of mock drafts had him going in like that five to to fifteen range. So I don't really think he was a, a reach. Um, I think when the Raiders didn't pick him, is when your boy said, "You know what? This is our guy. We're getting you." He didn't go in that top four. He became well, the, their guy. The Raiders obviously had their guy because I mean nobody saw that one coming. No, nobody saw that one. Farrell coming out of Clemson for real, for real. And um, but yeah, I, I think Devin White is quite possibly the main one that they got right. Um, Sean Bunting in the second round. Um, I, 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 I have, man coverage. I have yeah, some faith I mean, in him. Yeah, he does make a point, man and I was going to make this point as well. And I thought about this earlier today. If we're going to be playing more of that man-to-man coverage that Bowles likes to play and allowing time, what do you need? You need length, and you need a physical cornerback. And that's what you get with Sean Bunting. I mean, he's lengthy, and he's physical, and he's a big dude. What is he, 6'2"? He is. I think he's somebody we could have picked in the, in the third round, though. Definitely of, drafted a little early and, and based on measurables, it seems like. But he does have some pretty decent tape. I didn't really hear about him too much before the draft, but I did look at him after, and he did look all right. He did look pretty good. He had some good plays. I, I think if you were going to go um, three DBs back-to-back like this, I think you make Greedy Williams your pick right there where you were at, at, at the uh, – the selection 39th overall where they took Bunting. I think you take Bunting at 94th overall where they took uh, Jamel Dean. Jamel Dean from mm-hmm. Auburn. Um, the one one pick that I do like, um, later on pick, third rounder as well, 99th overall, 
the safety from Kentucky, Mike Edwards. Mike Edwards. Yeah, I he's think, a good player. I, I, I've heard a lot of good things about him. Um, I think he may be outside he's be of an impact player. outside of Devin White, who we automatically assume you know is, is going to be a day one starter. Somebody who I've heard a lot, a lot of comparisons to Patrick Willis. Patrick Willis, a very great linebacker when he was there, Super Bowl runs. You know, uh, a few years back with Kaepernick, um, a guy who kind of retired early. You're not only playing like eight or ten seasons himself, but he's somebody sideline to sideline, one of the best linebackers in the game for a few years. If he can turn into somebody like that, which I think we, they're hoping. We got a pretty solid linebacking crew right now if you look at it. Devin White, Levante David, Kendall Beckwith, if he gets back and healthy from that car accident. And then you got Shaquille Barrett. See, Kendall Beckwith, though, is somebody. And I, Deion Buchanan. I, I don't even count. As far as I'm concerned right now, Kendall Beckwith, is he's not even on the team. Um, because there's so many yeah. reports out there that he's probably career ending, mm-hmm. that he's probably not coming back. And I haven't even I haven't heard anything that's like, yo, he's well, coming that's gonna, back. That's going to slot in Deion Buchanan in that spot. Yeah, and, and, I, and I haven't heard anything about him. Uh, I think we uh, Nate Bond or something like that. We, we, we Devontae Bond, Devontae we got Bond. Kevin Mentor, Deion Buchanan, and uh, yeah, Corey Nelson. You know, we, we got a we got a decent little rotation. Yeah, not too um, bad. I, I think linebacker is still probably one of our solid. Um, Positions on on the defense, defensive line not not hundred percent sure yet. We don't. Really I mean know. our starters. I mean if if we're still penciling Gerald McCoy as of today, then it looks a lot better. But if he's not gone, we got Jason Pierre-Paul JPP. on edge. We got Vita Vare, last year's first round pick, which we but, don't even know. We don't really he's know. Been hurt. He, yeah, he, he, but Vita at the end of the season though looked he, really dominant. He shows some flashes, like, but we don't know really yeah, dominant. But we don't know what. We don't know 100% what we're going to get from him because we haven't got to see him for a full season yet. You're right about that, but he, I think I think he's going to be He didn't have any serious injuries. He just had I a couple of I hope he things. looks good. He had some nagging injuries. He yeah. didn't start – remember, he wasn't at training camp to start out. He didn't have yeah. any – any he was hurt in the offseason, basically, and wasn't Yeah, he healthy. was hurt coming out in the draft. So he didn't have all the team – you know, early in the offseason, team meetings and all that kind of stuff. So now, It'd now, be nice to see him behind. in front of White. That's going to look nice. Yeah. If he claws that hole up and then you got exactly White right in the back for. just roaming around. Let these guys move. Let these linebackers move. Point. Yep. Uh, but going back to the uh, the secondary in the DBs, uh, as far as the safety goes, we needed to address that. With, with Mike Edwards from Kentucky, we needed to do something there because all we have right now is Justin Evans and basically Kentrell Bryce. Other than that, I mean, we got Jordan Whitehead. He showed glasses last last week uh, last year. He was a he's a cornerback. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm would, not really sold on Hargrave. Yeah, though. that's another question. Like, I think maybe that's another thing with coaching. Like, I think he'll be able to be coached up. What about with, Chris Conti though? Man, he's not coming back. No, no, we did not resign. Has he him. played since that one game? What game was that? Was that when he hurt himself? When didn't he like tear an a- he's ACL? He's like the most suspect safety though. I can't stand Chris Conte. Well, no, nah, well, he Bro. got mushed and like pushed out the way. I haven't wanted him for like three games. Like three three years. years, yeah, three four years. Ever since Lovey signed him from, we're just from so Chicago. sorry. We just have no choice of like, are right, we? You know what? We need to put somebody out there and I, you're it. Tag you're it. No tag backs. Like you know what I mean? It's, he he's he's not that good. He's one of the most suspect. Safeties and coverage that you can find. Speak, did we trade? Of, uh, did we trade Mark Barron or did we did we lose him? I think we let him go. I think we released him. They just released him straight up. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. That was like three, four years ago, right? I mean, he's gone on to have a successful career now. Yeah. Speaking of the rest of the defensive line, though, Carl Nassib, you know, a guy who showed a lot of uh, promise last year, coming over, being released from the Browns uh, right before the season, and us picking him up, and he he shined. Pretty brightly for us last season, and provided a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So maybe, hopefully, he'll be able to come back and provide a and, lot more of that. And that's somebody who, uh, as I was watching some of these uh, post-draft, you know, discussions about some people, that that's a uh, Carl Nazib is a, a comparison who a lot of people um, compared our fifth round pick uh, defensive end Anthony, Anthony Nelson, Nelson to. They're, they're like they're pretty much these like they're pretty much like a clone. It's like a younger version of Nazib. Um, Somebody who I think could come in, be a rotational guy, learn some tricks of the trade. He's a big dude, man. Six seven, two seventy one. Big, big old dude. boy. Oh, Anthony Nelson. Yeah. We did bring in uh, a speedy receiver, Scotty Miller, two hundred and eighth overall, probably sixth to, round. Probably to replace uh, Humphreys. Maybe I think he's going to be a little bit of both. 
maybe Humphreys, but he's a fast guy. I think he run, I think he ran like a four three forty, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. That's fast. Um, might see him kick returns as well. Those uh, special teams work. Obviously, he's a six round draft pick, so you know you're not necessarily you know worried about keeping him. Uh, I mean, you're always worried about keeping your players healthy. Yeah. So I don't want to come out wrong, but it's, it's not like Mike Evans, who, who's like yeah. your number one that you need out there. He's a the guy. If he does get dinged up a little bit, like ah, okay, we'll put the next man up out there to go receive some 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 kicks. But if this dude can, I think to where he can make his bread and butter to start off, um, we know because we got OJ Howard. We we do have Cam Brate. We do have Chris Godwin. Um, we have Broussard Perriman out there now. We have Mike Evans. There's no need to thrust him into the wide receiver rotation unless, you know, maybe he comes out preseason, has some good, you know, mini camps and all that stuff. Hey, if he if he does, if he exceeds that sixth-round draft pick that we've, you know, drafted him at, definitely, obviously, you know, when you get weapons, you want to use them no matter what round. Um, You know, obviously, Terrell Davis, sixth-round draft pick, you know, Hall of Fame running back. Hey, they they seen something they liked in them, started putting them in that starting role. It turned out good for the Broncos. So, yeah, if we can get that kind of situation from our sixth-round draft pick. It's going to be probably more or less like be, Justin uh, Watson from last year's sixth, yeah, uh, it, sixth it, seventh it, round it's pick. It's going to be that dude, hopefully. Because um, that, that's something that, you know, the Buccaneers have never been historically known for. We've never been that team that has, like, that kick return guy you always got to account for. Hey, Not, no Carl the Truth? I mean, Come on. Carl the Truth, but he wasn't yeah. even but the truth, but he was the false because he never even ran back a kickoff return. He, for did, the punt. he did the punt, though. Michael Spurlock. Michael Spurlock, yeah. But he, he did return a punt, though. He did return a punt. But, I mean, like what? Since we were alive, we maybe had, like, Less than five, probably. Punt kick, returns? Kick Who's returns? the fastest Buccaneer of all time? We've only had, like, two, right? Or one. Wasn't Spurlock the only... Have we had one since? I don't know. We'd I don't think... I'm going to have to look that up. It's very few, even punt return-wise, though. It's not like we have the most punt returns, neither. I think we had another one after Spurlock. I can't remember who it was. I think we, we might have had another someone. one. We, I think we have had another one since then. But it's not very many. I was saying kick returns in general. I don't, I don't mean, like, kick-off returns. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. Kick returns... Punt, some fucking no. Bounce, well, it's different. Bounce so. off the running back's foot. I don't. I, hey, we have kick, plenty of kick, interception return returns. Is for yeah. So punting, yes, we've had probably like three or four. Yeah, which is very low. But kickoff, I don't think we've had but one. No, I think we've had a second one. I'm, I'm going to be looking it up. I will be looking it up. You know that. And then we finished off the draft. One Wait. of my favorite picks, Ter- Terry Beckner from uh, Missouri. I mean, this is a guy that uh, played an SEC team, so he's played the talent. He's played with the talent uh, there in uh, the SEC. He's had seven sacks, three and a half sacks there in college, uh, finished his career with 13 and a half sacks. I like that pick in the seventh round to be able to get a guy like that. I'm a fan of that pick. Let's see what he looks like when he comes out of OTAs. Yeah, definitely. Have to 6'4", see 295. And I'm down for anybody who wants to go to like any of the uh – Open the open practices, and since then, um, you know we've waived quarterback Joe Callahan. We ra- we waved Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, aka Ronnie Buller, who just uh, got picked up by the the Titans. Titans picked him up, huh? Uh huh. We waved defensive end Hunter Dimmick. Who? Exactly. We waved punter Hayden Hunt. We waved defensive tackle Nick Thurman, and we waved kicker Philip Anderson. So, apparently with the uh, kicking game moves that we've made over the offseason, bringing in uh, Pinion and bringing in Matt Gay. Did Jason Light, was he a kicker like in his uh, amateur days? Maybe like his past life or something. I don't know. I think so, man. Clifton Smith also has a uh, touchdown and Sammy Strader. I'm surprised. Sammy Strader, that was our dude. I'm surprised he ain't signed Pat McAfee yet. McAfee. <laughs> He's funny, man. His podcast. I love is Pat hilarious. McAfee. I'm just saying, you know, as much as you know, hey, lights on the phone right now, like Sebastian. You sure you want to retire? <laughs> you, you don't got one more year, and one you more year. <laughs> it's, we're, we're in Florida. You used to go to FSU. I'm sure you still got the plug up there for some ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> did he do it for state? Because remember, he got one, one, he one, early in the, early in his NFL career. He did get caught with some ecstasy or something. All right, so switching back to this draft, okay? Defensive heavy draft. We didn't address 
a lot of the issues that we have. One, w- one being running back, but going back to the defense, we spent all that, all those picks, but only one defensive lineman in the seventh round didn't get any really good talent in defensive line, and that's disappointing. Anthony Nelson. Anthony Iowa. Nelson. I'm talking about defensive tackle, though, because okay. we're going to have to replace Gerald McCoy. But going to the offensive line, we didn't do anything on the right side of the line besides Earl Watford, uh, a unrestricted free agent this offseason. I That's think the, very, line, it's I very think the dis- line is strong. It, maybe the left, but what about the right? We got an aging Demar Dotson who has more braces than you know. He's got two braces on each. Yeah, knee. he got more braces than uh, than a freshman class in high school. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the for the joke. Uh, and who else? Caleb Benenock. I mean, that's that's our starting right side right now. It's still early, man. They're gonna find somebody serviceable to go. It's not out. early. It's not early. Somebody's gonna get cut. <laughs> They're trying to figure it out. <laughs> that may be the case. Somebody See, may be cut. Well, if they make this McCoy trade, you know what I'm saying? They're tight right now, man. Them buttholes are tight. They're trying they, they, to figure they, out how they go how they, they gonna buy cheeseburgers cat. tomorrow. We, yeah, we might. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, they, they hope they hope and Trump invites them to the White House for all them, them Big Macs. That he's They're going to be drinking out. tap water in training camp. Ain't going to be no, no fresh ice and no no coolers. Hey, bro, go hit that water fountain. It's going to be looking like, uh, remember how the water boys practice looked before he became the water boy? Yes. That's, that's how they water going to be looking. They're going to bring <sighs> back the creamsicle outfits. He's like the rain man the of movies. Yeah. Like, seriously, he's got, like, a talent. They about to call up the Ringling Redskins field, see if they got any old practice jerseys they can donate. (laughs) They're going to start having players out on Dale Mabry taking collection plates. (laughs) Hey, we got to pay some cap space, man. We need a donation. (laughs) They're going to be selling the Snickers bars for $5 a piece. (laughs) We talk about the fun size, too, homie. That's leftover Halloween candy. It is, too. For a good cause, though. for a good cause, man. I'm thinking, though, like, if the Browns can roll over cap space, why can't the Bucks? Because we didn't have any last year, did we? Because they didn't pay nobody off, man. I don't know the whole situation of how that works and and, and all that, so I'm not even going to try to comment on that situation because... Okay, so other guys on the offensive line here, backing up uh, the likes of Ryan Jensen. We got Evan Smith, and then we got Alex Kappa. Our, our guy from, uh, I forget it, uh, the school he was from, but a big guy kind of like Ali Omar Pet, uh, Humboldt State. Oh, he's a big dude if he comes from there. Yeah, 6'6", 305. And, and Joe LePage is coming in. He's like, we have brought in some undrafted free agent, offensive linemen, which is true. One of those being Eric Mays, um, U.S. Oh, no, he's a defensive. We also brought in the, the blind kid. I forget his name. Let me get that up here, but. A blind kid? Uh, for, oh, yeah, yeah, Eric Mays, he's an offensive. <laughs> yeah, offensive I, I should have worded that a little better. He's not blind. He's, not, he's, he's blind in one eye. Eyes. He got stabbed oh, okay. in the eye. But I'm, I'm watching this on SportsCenter, right? Did you and cry? No, but Didn't almost. But li- no, it's kind of like gruesome. But I guess like a chain link fence had like Pulling caught him as eye. a kid. A rusty chain link fence in oh, his eye. I don't know why horrible. I keep doing this. He's got an eye patch? No, he just, he's just blind in one eye. His name's Humboldt. No, that's that's Ali Mar or that's a uh, Kappa. Oh, it's Kappa. Yeah, he's from Humboldt oh, State. He's from Humboldt. Okay. Yeah, he's got the long hair. He looks like Craig, but without the beard and long hair. If like Craig put his beard so on his head, absolutely nothing like me. <laughs> and you're wife. So wait, hold on. So tell, me, so tell me about the blind guy. So, yeah. or visually impaired. I apologize. I'm gonna I'm gonna look him up real quick. He only has half a vision. Yeah, he was playing when he was a little kid. Little piece of chain. He's a lineman. Chain link fence was sticking. He's out. a defensive lineman. Defensive lineman. Yeah, his so, name is Kazine Daniels. Partially blind in his right eye. It scraped his retina. Damn. Yeah. So if you want to beat him off the line, just poke Jason Light said we good. got the guy that we wanted. <laughs> he would say that. Oh, Jason Light. I wonder what side of the line he plays on. <laughs> the, the Probably on his good eye. He got scraped in the yeah, right, but he so you hit on his blind side all the. Th- <laughs> hey, so when he calls out, hey man, you nah, probably want your bad eye on the outside. So, like, if he lines up on the right side, yeah, of but him, so if, the, if so the running back gets on that side of him, though, he's gonna be hurting. That's gonna be hard, man. You still have a lot of vision. Like, there's still a lot you can see. Like basically, what I can see, I can see the little dream catcher, but I can't see the the, right, the moon jersey. So you can see I can a see lot. Almost to the window, so yeah. I think right. everybody I on that defensive hey, line should play with one eye during training camp. It'll make Just, them all better. That's yep. a good point. I got an aunt that actually has um, a glass eye. Does she so, have like one of the cool ones? Like and she drives and everything. No, it's not, it's not cool. Hopefully, hopefully she's not listening or chiming in. But um, if you see Nancy on there, th- that'd be her. But um, yeah, she's got a glass eye. 
That's all good, man. <laughs> Joe, your shout out. He said the blind side. Yeah, the blind. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's how they came up with the movie, man. Uh, the, he, that's that? gonna be his blind side. You could you could blind side block him all day, bro. <laughs> get that chip block on his weak side. But how are you gonna get? <laughs> yeah, that wide receiver chip back block. That's what. Yeah, that's gotta get him up, every man. time. Every time. That's they one move. Hey, they gonna set that pick. He gonna be pissed. <laughs> Hit his ass hard. Oh, oh look, man. we're going to hell. But not nah. here we are. <laughs> hey, hey it's come, truth of the game, man. He may come out of ball it's though. Truth of the game. He may come out of ball. We'll see. I'm gonna look does. up some of these undrafted. I'm gonna root players. for him. I'm gonna get that shirt. Well, we did. We did draft Eric Mays, who's the offensive lineman from USF. He did go um, to Booker. One of the guys. Okay. Sh- shout out to him. He was undrafted free agent that they brought in from USF. Okay, guy, guy from uh, Booker High School, yep. went to USF, is now a Tampa Buccaneer. Buccaneer. Okay, what position do you play? Offensive line, I believe. Okay, so we did address offensive line a little bit. Not very much, not like we should have. Not like we should have, definitely not. You got, you got a list of those undrafted free agents um, yet? I'm trying to pull it up. I'm trying to pull it up, you know. I got articles and spam popping up. You, you got some spam. You ever had spam sandwiches? Fried Spam's on point, man. I ain't never tried it. Yeah. Y'all are disgusting. Spam and eggs with some hot sauce and, and white toast? Have you ever had Spam tacos? No. Is that a real thing? That's a thing, boss. But you got to use the, the fake corn tortillas, the store-bought, not like the real ones at the tortillera, like the ones that taste like plastic. Then you put the Spam in there. It's fire. <laughs> you won't poo for like three days, but you'll be all right. I don't know It'll hold you down, trouble man. finding this list, but... I am. 2019 Bucks undrafted free agents? Yeah. Did we pick The up, question did, is. Did we pick up Nick Fitzgerald? Is Winston going to be on this team next year? Uh, are you seeing an article that we picked up Nick Fitzgerald? Well, I'm just wondering if I'm on the right page. Well, I don't know. I mean, start reading off some Okay, names. here we go. So... We've got uh, signed out of uh, South Carolina. Got Zach Bailey, guard. We got a running back, Bruce Anderson, out of North Dakota State. We got the blind side, uh, uh, Kazim Daniels out of Kazim uh, Daniels. Kazim, uh, it's K A H Z I N Daniels. Z I M. Z I N. Kazim. Kazim Daniels uh, out of Charleston. We got uh, wide receiver, Dub Marcus Lodge out of Ole Miss. Okay. Uh, we've got, yeah, it, it really is the Marcus, um, a tight end Isaiah C. Wright out of Fordham. We got a wide receiver Cortrell Simpson out of Richmond. Safety Luca Denis out of Boston College. Wide receiver Malik Taylor out of Ferry State. Um, a long snapper Dan Godzill out of Indiana. Did you say out of Ferry State? Ferris State. Oh, I thought you said Ferry State. Uh, Who's our mascot? The Tinkerbells. <laughs> we did we did sign Mississippi State quarterback Nick Fitzgerald? I'm kind of happy about that. We got a quarterback. Yeah, Nick Fitzgerald out of Mississippi State. Yeah, practice squad guy, probably. Maybe. I mean, who do we got? We got um, Blaine. Your Gabbert. boy RG four or RG five, whatever they're called. He's a beast, Blaine. man. Blaine you got Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert's another beast. Nate, Championship. Nate Tree, Treen, Treewin from Wisconsin Whitewater. I don't. That's, <laughs> oh, I don't even know where that school's ben at. Ben Testaverde's son too. I just saw that today. That's right. Anthony Johnson out of Buffalo, the wide receiver. Jalen Allison out of North Dakota State, another North Dakota State guy. Uh, offensive lineman Brock Ruby from Toledo, and then we got some tryouts too. Um, punter Mac. Louder milk from UCF. A quarterback, two quarterbacks, Vincent Tessaverdi from Albany. From Albany. By way of Miami, he did play in Miami. He and who's your boy for... who's doing the Mazee Wilkins? No. Uh, which one is your boy? Eric Mays. Eric Mays. I didn't see him on here. Vinny Testaverdi Jr. Yep. And that's, Eric... that's an over under right there. It, what? He, if he's going to be. Does he make the team? Probably not. That would definitely be a practice. He wasn't a practice really a, squad. He guy. wasn't really. He wasn't really a good quarterback. Well, I mean, he went to Albany. So he could have had bad grades. He went to Miami first. Did he? 
He transferred. Yeah, yeah he, he could have had bad grades. What? Because he, he was he was just crappy. He just couldn't. Yeah. He was never going to play. No. So he had to go to Albany. Yeah. Have you been to Albany? Nope. I've been to Albany many times. Is it New York? New York, yeah. It's the capital. Never been there. Now you learned something. It's the capital. Damn, dog. You even know the stats for the states, my boy. Well, you knew that. You're smart as hell. Give yourself some credit. Where is Albany? Is that like upper New York? Upstate, yeah. Upstate. Upstate. That's what they call it. Yeah, I got family up there. It's cold, too. About 40 minutes south. Yeah, it's cold as hell up there. The coldest I've ever been in. What's the coldest weather you guys have been in? Minus eight. Mine was like minus eight. something. It was. It was never in, been uh, minus. Never been minus. Nah, but I cut down trees in like waist deep snow on the side of a mountain. Horrible. Mine was in Colorado. It was. It yeah. was in the negatives. I can't remember exactly what the temperature was, but it was somewhere down there. I went to the Bucks that. game in, in Chicago. And we were uh, at the Navy Pier, and that was pretty cold. But it wasn't, like, negative or I haven't nothing. been to any cold Bucks games. Oh, it was horrible, man. It was, like, 37 degrees right above, like, like snowing, and it was raining. And there was, like, 17 Bucks fans in the whole stadium. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Keyshawn Johnson, that's when, when he played. It was, like, 2003, okay. 2002, oh, somewhere around there. Yeah, it was bad. Almost got whooped by some Bears fans. <laughs> Yeah, it was good times. Good times. Chicago's so, a beautiful city, though. Before we get out of here tonight, uh-huh. what? Let me ask you this: What would you give the Bucks overall draft grade? And what is your favorite pick besides Devon White? Because we all can agree that Devon White, Devin, Devin White. Excuse me. I don't know why I keep, I keep doing that. Devin White was the guy, as far as if we had to choose one off of the, what's been drafted. Other than that, who do you pick? I'm gonna say our fourth round draft pick, Mike Edwards. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the safety for sure. How about you? I like Mike Edwards, man. Yeah, just for the sake of maybe arguing, I'm gonna go with Sean Bunting. Okay. Even though I am a big fan of Mike Edwards, um, when we need safety help, but Sean Bunting, um, big long kid, fast. Semi-fast, what, 4-5, or five, I believe he ran. You know, big physical corner, you need that for the, the man-to-man coverage and Bolts defense. So hopefully Jason sees something that we don't see. He's done this with Marpet, you know, drafting him out of, I forget where even he was from, Humboldt or hum- Hobart, another one of those H colleges. So we'll see. But let's hope they're all a success. Let's let's hope that Anthony Nelson is a success. Excuse me, and Terry uh, Beckner because we sure do need to help on the defensive line. Okay, so the, these are uh, thirty players that were invited, and they are participants in Friday's or mm-hmm. participants in Friday's workout are going to be so the, the, for the Bucks. Eric Mays is on here. Okay. Also. Um, a guy who was a offensive lineman for the University of Miami. He also went to Tampa Bay Tech and IMG. Uh, Tyree St. Saint- Louis. Um, St. Louis or St. Louis? It like, might be like St. Marty St. Louis. It might be St. Louis. Louis. I don't know, but it's, I'm saying I'm going St. Louis right now. Tyree. It might be Tyree St. Louis, but it's uh, IMG. So we got a lot of a lot of. Uh, undrafted offensive linemen and some tryouts. So they're definitely trying to find some guys to patchwork that right side, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Edwards is probably the best. I, you know what? I kind of like Anthony Nelson, too. Yeah, I kind of like that pick, too. I mean, we Big had Iowa to address player. it. So, yeah, corn-fed guy. We had to uh, we had to address that position in defensive line, and we, at least we did it in the mid-rounds and late rounds instead of not at all like running back. Which we really haven't spoke on too much. Besides, you know, we talked a little bit about Ronald Jones, and that's next week. <clears throat> yeah, I guess so. I can get in depth Bunting on that. is from Central Michigan, Joe. Yeah. How many MAC players did we get? Just Bunting this year. No. Let me look. I got Scotty right Miller. Here. Scotty Miller was from Bowling Green. It's MAC. Is that MAC? I don't know. I don't pay attention to school. I don't pay attention to, uh, for college football that hard outside of the Power Five. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. They're, man, they're reaching deep. 
They like those small school guys. Yeah, he likes to do that. Any final shout outs before we get out of here? Shout out to you for giving me the ride up here so I'm able to bless the mic. Hey, how we do. Thank shout you, out sir. to you guys for inviting me out today, man. Thank hey. you for the beer that I wasn't able no to worries. drink. I just wasn't in the mood for and it. Shout out to my dog Kyle for busting his ass today, man, so we can get out here. And oh, I got another shout out. Shout out to Craig for helping me move yesterday. The, on, the only friend plan. that actually kind of helped me. I didn't even know you were so. moving, man. Where'd you move to? Uh, <laughs> funny story. <laughs> From the back of the complex to the front. <laughs> Basically. Did you go upstairs or downstairs? Downstairs and, and downsized a, a room to a one-bedroom, yeah, so was, a smaller unit. Bottom floor. Save that's a little money. That's nice. Get man. to a nicer unit, you know. Downsize the, the front, The front, it's funny how apartments work, man. The front, they really do a nice job. I got, like, this pristine St. Augustine lawn out front, nice... Golden Durantes out front and everything. and Everything is fertilized. Oh, yeah. It just looks so Birds good. Chirping. You go back to where I used to live, past the tennis courts, it's like sand, weeds, it's sprinklers, spraying all everywhere. over. Yeah, it's just, yeah. So I'm glad I'm where I'm at right now. He's he moving on up. Yeah. On that note, we've taken our uh, six, six, know, days, six days. Six-day and 23-hour break. <laughs> we'll be back next Tuesday, 7 to 8. And we appreciate y'all listening in podcast. on our first Buck That yeah, Podcast, definitely. man. Definitely have some folks chiming in. We appreciate it. Catch you guys next week. Peace out. See you.